going on, everybody? Well, we got a real special episode for y'all today because, as you know, Blake has just hated Jackson recently, so he hasn't wanted to be in the booth with him at the same time. So, it's mostly been, you know, me and Blake just come in and do it by ourselves, but today... Oh, boy. He decided to take it to the next level and just not show up. Yep. Yeah, he, he just left us here to die, and, you know, we decided to record the podcast without him. The first time in weeks... That yeah. I'm able to be here. Blake Purser. Blake Timestamps. Blakey Timestamps, MIA. Just decides, you know, I'm just going to sleep in. I'm not going to come. Yeah. There he is. I don't even know. He, We called him, didn't even answer. <laughs> so we just, now we're here, you know. Yeah. We, had to, we had to do this all on our own. Now, sorry, sorry there's no open. Yeah, you know? yeah, we don't know how to do the open. Blake usually does that. So this might be a complete just circus act that's about to happen but it is what it is because our friend Blake just decided he didn't want to come record a podcast with but, us but today. honestly is does this mean he is he our friend now I mean I don't know he's don't he know. kind he, of abandoned us he's kind of showing us his true colors right now <laughs> and they're not good they're they're brown they're they're bad colors I yeah. don't like it yeah it's like a like a chartreuse. Yeah, he's really rubbing it in our faces today. <laughs> I you know I wake up bright and early, refreshed, get out of class, and well, you know I'm ready, I'm ready to go hang out with my friends, record a podcast. Yeah, I know. And Feels here bad. I am. Here I am with friend, <laughs> with one friend, not friends, just, just here to record a podcast about apparently only the NFL. Oh yeah, because yeah. That's you know, all I prepared because... This is the special edition yeah, of the Bleacher Yeah, this is the special Creatures edition NFL-only podcast because... On accident. Yeah, on accident. This wasn't this wasn't purposeful. Blake, you He's know... just negligent. Just negligence. Insubordinate. And churlish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy, he just... He's, he's on another level today, and I don't know. Quite frankly... Should we I, even invite him back? No, this is... <laughs> Are we just going to take over? This is the JJ pod. We're going back to the roots. <laughs> this is the JJ podcast now. <laughs> the J&J show. J&J show. This, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm quite offended. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's me. Yeah, I know. I feel like I'm the problem, even though we all know he is. I feel like I'm the problem. Because it seems like, you know, when I can't show up, oh, he's here. Bright, he's here every time. Every uh-huh. time. Oh, on, recording the opening. Here early. Yeah, texting Bring, me because I'm usually like brings coffee, has breakfast <laughs> for us, you know, like, and then and now, well, not we come, us, just me, we, exactly, and then and then I get here and oh, I I'm sleeping. <laughs> oh, See, jo- oh, Johns, I brought this this Voss bottle, this Voss water bottle full of lemonade, expecting him 100 percent to go in on me for it and just oh. just roast me. You want to hear you something know what's crazy? crazy? He's not here. I I almost wore a beanie today. Right, I, I put my beanie on and I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, you know, I'm not gonna wear this because I'm gonna get I'm gonna get berated by Blake Purser <laughs> because he, you know, I don't know, you can't you can't go against the grain with him, and I know beanies aren't going against the grain, but I just I knew in my heart of hearts you that like he a would hot topic employee. He, he was gonna say something like that. He was gonna roast me, so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick to my hat, and I put my hat on and I walked out the door, and. Uh. And now I could have worn my beanie. It's crazy how we just change our day completely just for Blake. Blake Purser. Blake Purser. <laughs> Might as well be God in our lives. <laughs> yeah, we just change our day to fit his schedule. 
and he just decides not to wake up. And it's not like he lives right down the road. He lives an hour and a half away, apparently. Yeah, well, might as well be in Texas. <laughs> yeah, he might as well be in Houston Cause with, he's... with the trash rows. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that that Blake Purser. I feel like I feel like anybody listening would expect him to like come in and be like, "Hey guys, like we we're just joking the whole time." But no, <laughs> no we're no, not joking. No, this is serious. He's this is gone. Real business. He's he's. I don't think we're gonna invite him. He's no. gonna have to like make a new podcast by himself. Don't listen to it. Only listen to Bleacher Creatures. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep up with this. I'm gonna. I don't know. I'll I'll learn more about sports. <laughs> I'll do it. I swear. <laughs> For you guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, apparently I'm going to have to start watching college football and having real opinions about that. I mean, I guess I can go on Twitter real quick and look. And the MLB. Ugh. We got to be Yankees fans now. No, no, we're Astros fans. Oh, yeah. God, I love the Astros. Their World Series win was so nice. Let me see if there's any – just chatter for a minute. I'm going to see if there's any big matchups this week in college football. All right. Well, uh, I don't know, we also could talk about UL. Yeah, that's one we can Go touch ahead. on it. We can touch on it. Um, oh well, yeah. I'm uh, you know, I'm really just here for the uh, more or less the moral support, and that that works in a in a three man setting, right? Because I can be there, right, and yeah. I can like bounce questions off these guys, and uh, but it's not these guys anymore. Yeah, it's just it's this, this guy. guy. So now All I'm right. now I'm just bouncing questions off Josh. Well, we have Cincinnati and South Florida this week. And Cincinnati's 9-0, and and they're still ranked. I, I'm not quite sure what they're ranked, but I know they're still high up there. Top 10. So, yeah, I think top five still. So, they need to go out there and destroy South Florida, like we've been saying the last few weeks. They need – if they want to actually make the playoff, they need to come out there and show that they deserve to be there by beating up on lesser teams. Yeah. Let's see what other big matchups we have. Oklahoma and Baylor. All right. So that's gonna that's gonna be a, probably a really good game. Oklahoma needs to win because they need to stay up to, up high up there too. Yeah, I don't know. This this is just this is complete guesses for me. Like I know that Oklahoma needs to beat Baylor. I don't know how good Baylor is. Well, you know, it, I feel like in in this this year, you really need to root for the teams that aren't normally in the top ten, right? It's like yeah. So like everybody is just switching their everybody's switching their picks because. You know, you got Cincinnati, you got Oklahoma. They're they're doing good things, right? Who's Purdue playing this week? The Ooh, Michigan and Penn out. State are playing. Let's go, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just saw Alabama is playing New Mexico State. New Mexico State I by a hundred. Seventy-two to three. Yeah, it doesn't – it's not looking like there's too, too many, like, huge games this week. Mississippi State and Auburn. Yeah, that's – That'll be a good game. That's a good game. They're 5-4 five, five and four and 6-3, and three respectively, but that should be a good football game. It'll be a fun game to watch. Who's LSU least. playing? Who cares? Blake. <laughs> well, he's not here. <laughs> Actually, is it their bye week? I don't see them at all. Might be. Well, Blake wouldn't have anything to talk about anyway. Yeah, so it's a good thing he's not here. Remember how he said, oh, yeah, I'm never going to – I'm not going to talk about UL the whole, this whole season. <laughs> I mean, sorry, not UL. I'm not going to talk about LSU this whole season. And then – Every week. Continues to just 
talk about LSU. I mean, to be fair, even if the Saints were just god-awful, I would be talking about them every week, so I can't well, blame him for but, that. But you you wouldn't make the claim that you weren't going to talk about them. That's true. You know? <laughs> but you know what's crazy? Can't talk about him if he's not here. Yeah. Yeah, Blake. Blake. You, you really messed up, buddy. But we have Clemson and Connecticut, which should be just an absolute barn burner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could use this week to kind of hate on college football a little bit. Yeah, he's not here to stop you. Look. Can't reach across the table. Yeah, he can't reach across the table and, and yell at me. But why is Clemson play, playing Connecticut? Like, in all honesty, Clemson, you have been in the playoff so many times. Get a better schedule. Who's it's, it's Connecticut? Pathetic. Who's Connecticut? They're like, barely a state. You're six and three, and you're playing Connecticut, who's one and eight. If you're not seven and three by the end of this week, hang it up. Go home. Pack it up. It's just I hate seeing just giant teams go and play these smaller schools that should be playing in a different yeah. division. Because it, it inflates relative. their ego. Yeah, it inflates their ego and it inflates their record. It inflates how good they actually are. Yeah. Yeah. And Clemson has been one of the ones that, you know, they get to the playoff and they usually do well. Yeah. But still, it's just a their, – their ego and their – record is so inflated that it just it feels manufactured well, and i don't well, like it they're clinging on to the past yeah that's what they're trying to maintain their image that they had in the past and it's not working why is alabama playing new mexico state that doesn't make any sense that's completely pointless everybody if you bet on new mexico you are wrong you are like I, you're just wrong you're wrong you're wasting your money go home <laughs> take a break Go buy some Blockbuster stock. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> There's no hope. Like That was good. I, I, I really I, like that. Thank you. That was, that was good. I like that. I really like that. Like, I understand, like, giving smaller teams a shot to play these big teams. But there's a difference between playing big teams and playing and Alabama. walking out there and just getting slaughtered. Yeah, no. It's, it's not – you know, you go up to, like – I don't know. Maybe another SEC. Maybe another like lower ranked SEC team. Kentucky, but but not well, not even Kentucky this no. year. Kentucky's really good this year. Vanderbilt. Yeah, not like, literally the, the best top of the top. Not the pseudo NFL. Yeah, you don't just you don't like oh New Mexico. Let's yeah, let's A go team try Alabama. That can no longer beat the Jets because they have Mike White at quarterback, who is just apparently the Jets' saving grace. And everything that they're putting their faith in right now. Not their number two overall pick. <laughs> Zach Wilson, who might be in rough shape when he heals from that from that injury. Was that your transition into the NFL? Because if so, that was smooth. It wasn't, but I'm going <laughs> to go with it. So, um, let me see where I want to start. I guess I could start with the news. Uh, and that's it for college football. Yeah, that's it. I, I don't. There's not much more for me to say. Sorry if you listen to this podcast for college football. Yeah, if you listen to this podcast for college football, I gave you what I could, all right? We'll give you Blake's number. Talk to him personally. Yeah, we'll we'll put it in the description. (laughs) Everybody just berate him. But on a very, very, very disappointing note, Odell Beckham Jr. is going to the Rams. Yeah, I saw that actually. Now, in a normal year, this wouldn't be as upsetting. And if he wasn't from New Orleans, it wouldn't be as upsetting. The fact that we have 
approximately zero wide receivers. And <laughs> we have the opportunity, a guy who grew up in New Orleans, played, played football in New Orleans, went to LSU, was a star at LSU, and then came out and went to the NFL. And now he's a free agent. He forces himself into a free agency. And every report is saying the three options that he's really looking at heavily are New Orleans, Green Bay, and Kansas City. Right? So, you know, I've been the last few days just refreshing Twitter, just waiting to see where Odell Beckham Jr. was going to sign. Because I'm hoping that, you know, we could get some star power. He could draw some coverage. Yeah. Open up the same doors that I was hoping Mike could open when he came back, which obviously he's not. He's out for the rest of the season. Yeah. But I'm looking at these three scenarios. Odell Beckham Jr. has said that he wanted to get out of Cleveland because he wanted to be the number one option. All right. Check. That's beautiful. He wanted to be a star again. He wasn't a star with Cleveland. He was just another guy on their team. Check. So then you look at Green Bay. He's not going to be number. He's not going to be the number one option at all. No. They have Devonte Adams, who is arguably one the best receiver in the NFL. Yeah. And then you look at Kansas City. You're not even close to the number one option. You have Travis Kelsey, who has set almost every record at this point for tight ends. You have Tyreek Hill, who is the fastest person. One of the fastest people in the NFL, probably the fastest, like just in a foot race. You have four other carbon copies of Tyreek Hill, just slightly slower or like adjusted by dragging the corner of a picture in PowerPoint to make it a little bit bigger. And then you have Josh Gordon, who is just the same speed, the same skill set as Tyreek Hill, just like 6'3". So you're not going to be the number one option there. So all week I'm thinking, you know, this is this is a real possibility. We might actually get him. And then I get a notification on my phone that Odell Beckham Jr. is finalizing a deal with the Rams. So let me get this straight. <laughs> you want to be the number one option and you want more targets. Yeah. You had Deshaun Jackson literally – Last week, force his way out <laughs> of Los Angeles because he wasn't getting enough targets. You have Cooper Cup, who's leading the league in yards. He's at over 1,000, and we're going into week 10. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, he's on pace for uh, Jerry Rice, Randy Moss-type numbers. Yeah. So, you're not taking targets from that guy. Then you have Robert Woods behind him, who's – Equally as good as him. He's just not getting the same amount of targets. Then you have Tyler Higby and Sony Michelle, who are also sharing targets. And then you sign Odell Beckham Jr. And that's that's your plan to go revive your career. Now, I understand not wanting to come to New Orleans. We're in bad shape at the quarterback position. That's all. really all there is to it. We're just in bad shape. But you chose the least – you chose one of the least sensical places to go yeah. 
because you wanted to go to LA. Like, and what th- was the what was the contract? Like, do you know how much he was offered? I, I'm not sure. I know it's not going to be a ton. I mean, that could have been what they could have had more money to offer him. I mean, and honestly, well, that could have been the thing is everybody can offer the same amount of anyone can offer any amount of money when you're a free agent because you can offer the contract as the veteran minimum. Yeah. And then just offer everything else as a signing bonus. Yeah. So but do, would they have would L.A. have more to offer him? I mean, maybe. I mean, that that is the only thing in my mind that. I don't know. That's the only thing that could make sense to me because. Well, I think he went because, you know, they recently – they just got Matthew Stafford. They just got Von Miller. They have Aaron Donald. They have Jalen Ramsey. They have Cooper Cup. They have Robert Woods. They have Tyler Higby. He wants to go win a Super Bowl. Yeah. And which, that's fine. But yeah. just say that from the beginning. Yeah, he was lying about his intent. Yeah. It right. was just – and I don't know. It, it, it was rough because it was, it was a hope that I felt could really – change the rest of our season going forward and move us from me believing that we have a chance to go to the playoffs and make a little bit of a run to a lot of people and the world kind of thinking along the same lines as me. And I wouldn't be standing here on my soapbox twice a week just defending my team whenever, you know, everyone's laughing at me. But, uh, Odell, you really let – Everyone in Louisiana down. And you're probably going to go win a Super Bowl this year. The Rams are probably going to win it. But I hope it was worth it. Yeah. I hope it was worth disappointing everyone back home. Never come home. (laughs) We don't want you anymore. Yeah, we never wanted you anyway. Filthy. (laughs) Sorry, let me wipe my tears off my microphone. But then, on a happier note for a lot of people, especially – Darian, who we work with, yeah, Cam Newton's going back to Carolina. Man, ain't that a beaut? It it really is. I'm, I've said it on here. I was very sad to see how Cam's career ended. Yeah. Well, what we thought had ended, but he's going back. And Sam Darnold, I'm sorry. I thought you were suffering as much as Brian Tannehill was under the Adam Gase umbrella. I don't think so. I think you might have some unfixable problems that it's you might you you will be. I I think you will end up being a very good backup for a long time, but I think you've just about lost the chance to be a great starter in the NFL. Yeah, this is just a. It's like the end of a good love story. You yeah, know? where it's like there's there's tragedy in there, <laughs> but we're we're at the end of the road now and. Everybody's going to live happily ever after. Well. At least Cam will. Yeah, Cam will. But I don't. Home. <clears throat> yeah, so Cam is back in the NFC South now. And he doesn't play for the Saints. Yeah. So I can go back to hating him. Yeah. And I just want you to know, Carolina, that this isn't. You're not getting 2015 NFL MVP Cam Newton back. This isn't the Cam that brought you to the Super Bowl. I'm happy that you got him back. I know it feels great right now because I felt the same way about Mark Ingram. Limit your expectations because it's not going to be the same Cam. He's been road hard and put up wet. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't like this saying that you've been using. Where did it come from? My mother. That doesn't explain much. Where did she get it from? Her mother. I don't know. It's I mean it's a it's a it's a horsebacking term. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, she didn't horseback. <laughs> but she said it. I don't know. Shout out mom. Rode hard, but I the thing is, it is the easiest thing to say with a with a little twang to it. <laughs> Rode hard and put up wit. You sound like um what was it, Sam Elliott from yeah. the ranch? The mustache dude from yeah, the Ford um, commercials? No, not the Ford. It's a, a Dodge Ram yeah, hundred Sport. God, that sounds just like him. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I go for. Jackson's really good at doing impressions of just deep voices. Yeah. It's not fair. Dodge Ram fifteen hundred sport. Yeah. Well crew cab. <laughs> <laughs> the JD Power and Associates Motor Trend Truck of the Year. <laughs> like all the other ones. <laughs> That's like, well, oh, sorry, tangent for a second. Okay. All right, the J.D. Power and Associates Award, right? I think they're bought off. I think that they are, they don't exist. Kind of like a New York Times bestseller because every book is a New York <laughs> Times bestseller. Every truck and car has won the J.D. Power. Who is J.D.? I don't know, but and him and his power, power and associates. Is, they he, have... is the last name Power, is his name like John Power? It's probably John Daniel Power. And that's then a, his associates. That's a really cool name. Why is it like a is it a law firm? I don't know. J.D. Power and Associates. I don't know. But but the New York Times bestselling author, they all are. I, and now look, I've, I now I've started it. hearing New York Times bestselling author four years in a row. Like, they have years now? <laughs> I thought it was like once you are one, you are one. <laughs> I heard that the other day. And I was like, there's – what? Like, they got they – got, seasons now like but every book you look at has a like is there any regulation on that because i feel like people just put that sticker on there like new york times best-selling author and then it's like that person is standing there you know i genuinely don't know but you know what i do like and it's also another tangent that commercial for the for the new chevy trucks with the with the tailgate, oh yeah, and it, they have the workspace, but they have the cat, yeah, that acts like a dog. And yeah, I love it. It's beautiful. It's so cute. I miss when commercials were just fun and just weird little things. I I don't. Everything now is just so boring. I and don't they see try commercials. to like. I only do when I watch football. Well, that is true. Yeah, like, but I, they're just like Chevy. Good job, good on you, Chevy. You, I like that you're you're bringing a little fun back to commercials because I'm tired of everything being. Dodge 1500. Dodge Ram 1500. When you're going to dodge your family or whatever they say. Like, just just have some fun. No and, no one and wants it, to watch your commercial anyway. Don't make us sad while we do. It reminds me of, like, 2012 Super Bowl commercials. Remember yeah. when, like, you would, like, like you'd get excited? Like the baby? Yeah. Or, like, the Doritos <laughs> baby? Like, the one that was in the womb with the Dorito? Those are, like... Those are the commercials that people would like literally watch the Super Bowl for them. I, I haven't heard of that. I haven't heard that in a while. Like, honestly, people excited, like, oh, let's watch the commercials of the Super Bowl. I, yeah, I, I feel had, like the Super Bowl commercials are just living off their reputation now. They are. And they're just mediocre. And they're because, sad. And I think I know maybe what caused the shift. 
and it was that puppy and horse Budweiser commercial where the puppy was really sad, and then him and the horse became friends, and <laughs> he got home somehow because of the horse. I don't remember the plot of the commercial. Budweiser always has the weird ones. They have weird They're ones, very and they ambiguous. were sad. But yeah, they were ambiguous, but they were cool because of that. Now yeah. everything is just going on that line. Yeah. So and now you just, just sit there and you're making, confused. Yeah, they're just making mediocre commercials that try to make you sad, and then you're like on to the next one. And you're like, wait, what? What was that even for? Yeah, I remember watching the Super Bowl as like a kid, preteen, teenager, and like, like being like not wanting to get up and like go get more gumbo. We always made gumbo. Not want to like get up and go get more gumbo or whatever because I wanted gumbo to watch the so commercials. I wanted the commercials. Yeah, the commercials were – they used to be fun. Like, they were fun, and now they're I just – I literally could not care less about Super Bowl commercials anymore. No, they, they don't They do not do it. They don't hit that – They don't hit that. sorry, I didn't mean to sniff right in the mic. <laughs> they don't hit that same itch. They don't, they don't scratch it. I don't know. It's, it's well, dumb. They used to be not as much of an event, but you had people that would watch – just go to Super Bowl parties just to watch the commercials. Oh, I know. Like, I had – like, most of my family wasn't really big into football. Like, or it would be like, I don't know, like my aunt and uncle were, but my cousins weren't. So they, right. would, they would come to our house with their parents to watch the commercials, like, as when they were kids. Like, it was just fun. Yeah. They made it fun. And, oh, I mean, that's what funded. You know how much a Super Bowl ad, how much it cost? It oh, was like. Millions per second. It was ridiculous. I was like, I, I remember looking that up a while back. And that was, that was back when we had, uh, back before severe inflation you know where it was like <laughs> when a dollar actually you know was a dollar back in i don't know 2017 no back in like back when the jd power and associates motor trend truck of the year was the dodge ram <laughs> back when you want me to do it i can do it. back when the dodge ram 1500 sport was the jd power and associates motor trend truck of the year 12 best years in class towing, best in class torque best in class torque <laughs> Always, we have <laughs> gone on a tangent, buddy. Well, sorry, I mean, it's because Blake isn't here. Yeah, Blake isn't here to keep us on track, so we're just having conversations we usually do at work. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's fine though, because that yeah, this this feels it just feels natural. I'm, I'm gonna hurry up and look up. You can continue. I'm gonna look up the JD right. Power and Associates company. I'm gonna see what they are. Well, that's the main news. So, I guess I'll just go ahead and talk about the. The thing that made me the maddest this week, and it was in a game that I could not have cared less about because it was two teams that I do not care for at all, the Bears and the Steelers. Yeah, well, who are they? The Bears. Not the Bears. The Bears. <laughs> but this game was quite literally decided by one of the w- most pathetic taunting calls I've ever seen. And that, there's, That's been a trend. Well, the, taunting like, this year has been made a point of inf- emphasis. And when, whenever the NFL decides that something is a point of emphasis, that means that referees are, like, told to specifically watch for this yeah. and make sure anything. What's the point? Anything that counts as this rule is called yeah. because they want that eliminated from the game. You saw it a few years ago with pa- um, roughing the passer. Which, to me, as much as I hate the special treatment that quarterbacks get, I understand. Yeah, you kind of they're especially as a Saints, especially as a Saints fan. I understand it because the last 
three years I've seen a backup quarterback come in in the middle of the season just to take over because our quarterback got hurt. And it really, really, really changes the scope of your team whenever yeah. your quarterback goes down. Well, I mean, they, they literally – they don't have as much protection, like like literal, like literal padding. No, I mean, yeah. It's, it's, they have know, to have less because – they have to have more Freedom throwing motion. Yeah, and that's – I mean, I understand it because it's they're, – they're also, like, the most important – I mean, you can say no, the most important are. person on the team. They are. So you kind of got to protect them. Yeah. You – it's – so, yes, roughing the passer, I understand. It was annoying at the time, but it – you could see the progress they were trying to make for the game itself. But taunting. But taunting. And every – Every coach, every person on the board, every everyone that was involved in the decision to make this taunting call a point of emphasis has been saying, well, we really – this is about the kids that watch us, that, that we need to set a good example for the kids that are watching us because they're going to go out there and do the same thing on the field. I don't care. Yeah. I, it's a game. It's a football game that these guys – have worked their entire life to get to that point. They can look at each other. Mean. They, they can, can look mean at each other. They can side-eye each other. Yeah, they can side-eye each other. They can look mean at each other. Now, if you're throwing punches and fighting, throw every yeah. flag you want. That is perfectly fine. But or throwing like a flag because someone looks at a sideline after a sack, after a guy who just got, came elevated from the practice squad, this was what happened in the game. Guy just got elevated from the practice squad, comes in, makes a huge sack in a critical drive in the fourth quarter that would have forced the Steelers to punt. Hang on. Had a little little allergy going on. Yeah. But, yeah, would have forced the Steelers to punt in a very close game that the Bears would have gotten the ball back and had a chance to go down there and win. So, he, he makes, he gets the sack. He stands up. He does this little kick, which was just like a celebration, and that was fine. He, that wasn't called somehow. But then he turns and looks at the Steelers' sideline and then turns around and runs back to his sideline. On the way back to his sideline, Tony Carrenti, the head referee, the white cap, yeah. the guy that is literally in charge of the game, hip checks him. He backs up into him while he's running behind him and hip checks him. And then while he's doing that, he throws the flag. Excuse me? And then after the game, he claims that the hip check had nothing to do with that. He just ran into him by accident, all this and that. He said he was going to call the taunting on, um, on the sideline, on him looking at the sideline no matter what. First of all, they're claiming that they want to eliminate the chance for a fight to happen. Cool. He's 15 yards away from everyone on that sideline that he looked at. Yeah. What? There's no fight that's going to happen from that, and it's not like he charged over there. He turned around and ran back to his sideline after and got hip-checked by a referee. Tony Carrenti, that was one of the most pathetic things I've ever seen from a referee, and I watched – in 2018, whenever Tommy Lee Lewis got laid out by Nikel Roby Coleman, 
and no one called a flag. So just know that was pathetic and everyone hates you for it. It's like I can understand if you have somebody like, I don't know, making hand gestures, you know, like flicking somebody off or like, I don't know, doing something inappropriate. Like, yeah, you don't want kids to do that. Yeah. Right. That's fine. That's but that's like an actual taunting call. Right. That's like what it what it should be. It shouldn't be looking. Yeah. And the thing is, look, I know everyone thinks that their kid is the center of the universe and you're that's fine. Your kids are not anyone else's responsibility but yours. Discipline your – just, like, be like, hey, don't do this. You know? Yeah. Like – That's not the NFL's responsibility. That's no. not NFL players' responsibility for sure. Teach your kids how you want them to act. Yeah. That's not – it. You are, kids are ruining the NFL right now somehow. <laughs> I don't know how this is happening. <laughs> this, is a, this is a long chain – yeah, that this they've, chain, they climbed up. Yeah, this is just teach your kids yourself. Don't rely on the NFL to do it yeah. because it's it's hurting the game like, itself. Your your kids need to learn sportsmanship, and you they should not be learning it from NFL players. They should be learning it from you know experience your coaches and your, yeah. experience your parents, your friends, everyone. That's who. That's where you learn it, not from NFL players, not no. from college football players. No, that's. Yeah, it's That's cool dumb. that you look up to them. It's not their responsibility. No. It's it's stupid. Honestly, it's blatantly dumb. Yeah. That is pathetic. It 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 Twitter was in an uproar. Yeah. Everyone was mad. Even Steelers so. fans were agreeing that it was a dumb call. Yeah. And Steelers fans never admit when they're wrong. They're like Saints fans. Yeah. I admit it. We never admit when we're wrong. Oh, it's the South. Well, the Steelers are up there. In, no, no, no. I'm <laughs> saying the Saints of the South. Oh, that's yeah, why yeah, we yeah, yeah. we that is that's just a that's a Southern state of mind. Oh yeah, we don't admit when we're wrong. But no. yeah, I I called the game right. The Steelers won. I got that one right. So it if that that was nice, but I hated how it happened. Man, especially because it was one of Justin Fields' best games so far this season. You have blood money on your record now. Blood money. <laughs> You have blood diamonds in your collection. <laughs> but then, last night, we had the Ravens and the Dolphins. And I was wrong about this one. And I can't say I'm very sad about it because the Dolphins came out there in a game that I think just about everyone in the world thought that they were going to just get obliterated. It's the Dolphins. Yeah. The Ravens last week played the Vikings, and they went to overtime. They had a tough game. It looked like they were going to lose. They had to come back, all this and that. I thought, and I think most people thought, they were going to have a pride-on-the-line situation where they were going to come out and blow out the Miami Dolphins because they're not a good team. And most people thought that it was going to be bad. The Dolphins showed that defense can still win football games. Yeah. That's what was shown last night because they found a way to keep the Ravens, who have one of the best offenses in in the NFL, they kept them under 10 points until the fourth quarter whenever they the Ravens got a drive that was basically completely sustained by penalties, which – they weren't bad calls. One of them was iffy. I can see where it came from. I didn't really like it. The announcers didn't really like it either. 
but you know it by the textbook definition yes you can see where they were coming from so sure it's fine but for the dolphins to come out there with a quarterback that just about no one has faith in Tua and for them to come out there with just their defense and then get a a, a fumble six like Xavier Howard stripped the ball from a receiver for the Ravens and ran it back for a touchdown to end the game. And it was just – that was the perfect way to end that game because that was what that game was all about. It was all about defense, and it was fun yeah. to watch. That's good. I mean, that's because that's what you really want out of out of football. Yeah, the game has become so offense, offense-centric, and it's, it is more fun to watch those games. The big shootouts are more fun to watch, but it is – good to see that sometimes defense can still come out there and just own a game. Yeah. Because that side of the ball has been, for lack of a better word, neutered to the point where if you aren't playing perfect, perfectly sound football, you might as well not be out there. You can't – offense pass interference is almost never called. It's yeah. almost always defensive. Offensive players rarely get flagged for personal fouls against defensive players. Like, we saw it with DK Metcalf and uh, Marshawn Lattimore in the Seattle game. It just, the offense is usually going to be the instigator, and then when the defense retaliates, it's it's a flag thrown on the defense. Yeah. And it's just everything has kind of built in the last, I don't know how many years. As long as I've been watching, it's been building. To a point where it is, the game is eighty percent offense. The sun is blazing God. on your face right now. God, it's hit my eyeballs like through my Turn hat. Turn your hat. <laughs> oh, it'd be cool looking. I can't because I have the. Oh, you have the headphones on. But, yeah, you can't. Look at this. What is that? <sighs> yeah, I don't like it. It hurts. But also, we. I think I've talked about this on the show, but pass interference being a spot foul, horrible, horrible for the game. I hate it. It makes me sick. That needs to be. There needs to be no penalty worth more than 15 yards. Yeah. I mean, that's... Also, half the distance to the goal to me makes no sense. Like, if you can't take the full brunt of the penalty, get on the goal line. I don't care. That means you're getting off easy. There's no reason not to do it. Yeah. Put them on the goal line. And then, if they want to take 15 more yards, put them further in the goal line. Have the point of the, the ball. Post. Have the point of the ball touching the the plane of the end zone. There's just there's rules that have been instituted, instated, instated. Yeah, I mean, inst- you can yeah, instated. Anyway, there's been rules that have been put forth that just they make the game so much easier to be an offensive player, and it it's hard to find a defensive star anymore. And yeah. Defense is it's half the it's half the game. It, yeah, literally half the game. You're playing the, the teams are playing defense on average half the game. Yeah. You should have as much coverage. You should have as much fame as somebody who's on the offense. I yeah. Mean, I mean, and what? I understand offensive players having more fame because you know, they're the ones that are typically they're making the, ones the that plays. score. Yeah, they're the ones that score. They're the ones that they are acting. Like they are they get the ball, and they act however they want to. They do whatever they yeah. want. Defense, you are completely reacting Reactive. to everything on the field. 
you have to react to the formation that's put out there. You have to react to what your receiver does off the line. You have to react to, you know, double moves. Anything that happens in the game, you are completely reacting to. There's no way you can know for a fact what's happening. You have to be more adaptive. Yeah, completely. Defense is by far the harder side of the football. That's why defense, you're going to get beat more often. Yeah. And it just, I hate to see the decline of defense because I've always liked defensive players a lot. And I just, I want them to have the same type of success and the same fair shot to actually play football the way football was intended. Yeah. Fame. These these people are famous, right? Yeah. Everybody everybody around the world, mostly mostly in this country, but around the world knows these people's names. Yeah. They are famous. NFL players are famous. Oh, I almost forgot. That's why they're on Dancing with the Stars. That is why they're on Dancing with the Stars. Because they're stars. They're stars. But there was big news, oh, a big rumor on the Pat McAfee show yesterday that – we might be getting we might be moving toward an 18 game season which we're currently at 17 which this is the first year of 17 there would be a second bye week and potentially four expansion teams would you like to take a guess where these teams are going to be i feel like there needs to be one another one in the south so mississippi or alabama if there's another one in Florida, New York, or California, it's <laughs> that's it. I've, I've done maybe Washington State. Um, no, sorry, Oregon because we already had Seattle. Oregon, maybe. Who knows? I'll give you a hint. Not necessarily in the United States. Oh, probably England then, or maybe Canada. Canada, because <gasps> I mean the NHL has can- Canadian teams. That'd be cool. I mean, the NBA has one Canadian team. Hang on. Toronto. Sorry about that, guys. We had a little bit of uh, <laughs> technical difficulties. No, I had to um, It's Blake's. Up. It's Blake's fault. Yeah, it's Blake's fault. He didn't tell us how to set everything up right. So if we sound bad today, blame Blake. Blame Blake. His number, again, his number's going to be in the description. You can go ahead and contact yeah, him directly. Just send him some strongly worded emails. Berate him. Berate him, Yes. Make use, him feel bad. Use obscenities like we don't. Yeah, like we don't. But I, the real reason for the technical difficulty was I was getting the actual places that the teams were going to be. I'd like to well, guess now. that the rumors are. <laughs> okay, go ahead, buddy. <laughs> well, I already said, hey, I did say Canada and, and um, the UK. I said you those did? two before the, before the break. Right, so go ahead um, and say the cities that they'll be in. Well, you get another one over there in San Oh, wait, oh, wait. wait. Okay, yeah, the cities in the United States. Yeah. San Antonio, which is we don't again. No, we don't need another. I get Texas is big. Yeah, Texas yeah. is big. We don't need another Texas team. The 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 Texans barely get enough attention as it is. Albeit they're terrible and Deshaun Watson is doing his, you know, massage thing. So they're getting no attention right now for good reason. Yeah. But San Antonio doesn't need they don't need yeah, a team. That's, we don't need a San Antonio team, but if that's what's included in the deal, I wouldn't be opposed to it because we would get. Hey, hey sorry, you go ahead. I, I just realized, I, I thought of something. Go ahead, though. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> I didn't cut you off. We would be having, according to this rumor, we would have a team in San Antonio, 
a team in St. Louis again, which I know the St. Louis people would be very happy about yeah. because they were very mad when they lost the Rams. Well, that's what I was about to say. I mean, San Antonio is decently close to us. So if there's if you know, if it's a team that you get people that you really like and the Saints are like, eh, you know, you have another team to root for because they're close. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's and if, fair. You know, if you hate Dallas, you know. I do. And if you hate Houston. I do. San Antonio, you know, they could, if, if there's players on that team that you really like, and New Orleans is, you know, New Orleans could, is never. <laughs> for some people it is. Yeah, they can. I've watched. They're they, not real fans. It's the people that just were like, oh, Bengals. Old Joey True. franchise went Old up there. Joey franchise. So you got to go to the Bengals. But the interesting two, those two would be fine. The interesting two are Toronto and London. Now, I've kind of expected something to happen on the the UK front for yeah, a while now because, because every year, we, yeah, every year we have the London games. Yeah. Two teams go; they play in London in front of UK people, British, the British, the English, the English, whatever you want to call them, United Kingdomites, and. <laughs> They would Londonites. Londonites. Sure, we'll go with Londonites. They play in a a giant soccer state football stadium. Hey, and, we're already there. Yeah. So the London front, I think I've I've kind of known something was in the works with that for a while. But the thing that's going to be interesting with that is one: what division are they going to be in? Yeah. And two, they'd have to be AFC, which I know it sounds. It no. sounds really counterintuitive because they're not American, but they would have to because they'd have to be able to play New England. It would be like the it would be like the Tea Party Bowl or something. Can you imagine England, the London team playing New the England London in the Super Bowl? The London Crumpets. <laughs> I was thinking of names. I was going to ask you like, what do you think their name would be? And that was the first one that came to my mind was the teacups and the crumpets, which. Hey, that's not stereotypical at all. They like both of them. All right? They do like both of they them. They love tea. <laughs> but no, imagine. Imagine the Boston Tea the Tea Party Bowl played in Massachusetts. The Tea Party Bowl. You know how cool that would be? Imagine. But if they were in the NFC, imagine a Super Bowl where New England beats the London team. They would. They would just call it the Revolutionary War. Yeah. But I feel like they couldn't do that, though. Oh, I feel like could. they'd have we to could. be. I feel like they'd have to be AFC. <laughs> they wouldn't do it, but, but it we makes could. so much more sense for them to be in the NFC because it's the national football yeah. conference. Yeah, I know. I the thing with the London team, though, somebody's gonna have four teams are gonna have to. Well, I don't know how they're even gonna break the divisions up now, but I mean, so, there are gonna be teams that have to go there once a year yeah. to go play. That is probably the most effective home field advantage you can get. Oh yeah, it's a it, the, the climate. Fourteen hour flight. Yeah, across the ocean, the jet lag would be terrible. They would have horrible, like they would probably have to just like when they're they would probably have stretches of home and then away games. Yeah, they would have to because flying back and forth between London and America is going to be strenuous. Tough. I mean, your body can't really. I mean, and then you're going to a completely different altitude. You're going to, I mean. All right. We're back again. All right. We were doing a little fact check. Yeah, we we didn't have this plan, so we got to kind of check on the spot. So, like we were talking about, the, uh, you know, the 
the current the, the longest changes. trip. Yeah, the current longest trip, Miami to Seattle in the NFL, is a six-hour and 56-minute flight. So a seven-hour flight. Right. Right, 3,300 miles. Well, you're crossing the Atlantic Ocean yeah. to get to London. You know, you know, most of the way there. Um, a flight from L.A. to London, which would be the longest, is 10 hours and 15 minutes, which is three hours and 15 minutes longer than the longest flight. Now, the time changes you're talking about. So if, you know, if the Rams are playing, I mean, even if even if the Raiders are playing, yeah. I mean, Las Vegas isn't that far. Well, but, yeah, but L.A. affects the Chargers and the Rams. That's what I'm saying. So Chargers, Rams, Raiders, if they're playing, if they have to fly to London, that's a that's a, a 10-hour flight. Yeah. You're crossing the entire United States, the entire Atlantic like Ocean. it's an eight-hour time difference, too. Yeah, that's a huge time dif- difference. Yeah. That is massive. Whenever you have to get up and then go train the next day, you would need a day or two to just catch get up. Get rid of jet lag. Just to catch up. And then imagine playing in London on Sunday and then coming home and playing in Las Vegas on, on a Thursday. On Thursday, they, yeah. They wouldn't. They couldn't do that. I honestly feel like you would have to schedule this around bye weeks. Yeah. You would have well, to. quick thought that I had in the shower last night. You should only play on Thursday after your bye week. Yeah, I would say hot take, but that's not that. That, oh, that just makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I don't gives, know it's how unfair this has advantage. Yeah, it's you have the shortest week possible. Yeah, that's and horrible. I understand you said people will say, well, the other team will probably have uh, wouldn't have the same thing. No, they would because more than one team has a bye week every week, so make them play. Yeah, and then make that Thursday night football. Y'all have schedule makers that it is literally their entire job to make schedules. They can figure it out. Well, we know Sean Payton tuned into this one because this is NFL only. Yeah, Sean Come Payton. On, Sean, send Sean, it up. Sean, we know you're listening. You know you got weight. We yeah. know you got weight over there. Yeah. You've been there for a few years now. Make it happen, buddy. Come on. <laughs> this is ideas brewing back here. Get us, get us Goodell's number, and I'll talk to him. So imagine this is you know this is going back to the San Antonio thing. Imagine Joe Burrow going to San Antonio, right? How split Louisiana would be. Yeah. Honestly, because people would be, you know, I feel like the one thing that like. Like everybody, everybody just grabbed on to Joe. Right? Yeah, everyone. And then he went Joe to Burrow. Cincinnati. So you know that's 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 far away. You yeah, know, that's not really near Louisiana. San Antonio's what six seven hours away. I believe it's not very far. I think it's seven hours away. And I think because they would be new, there would be less distaste for yeah, them. Yeah, it would be like they get that they get that reputation, yeah. right? And then if Joe's playing over there, <laughs> see, I would. I would agree with you that I would rather a team in one of the other southern states or one of the other western states where there's just nothing. Because we've we've looked at the map before of, like, the logos on the cities. Yeah. The west has almost no teams. Yeah. And, they, you need and that. All, all of them are in California almost. Yeah. I mean, you could have a – I mean, you could have a team in Oregon. I think they're big enough. Yeah, they're 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 a pretty big state. I mean, they have an uh, NBA team. Exactly. So Trailblazers. That's that's a good name. It's a good team too. Yeah. I don't know, and I don't know where in Canada. Oh, it said it said Toronto. Toronto. Huh? Oh, see, it, you could go for like Vancouver, and that would be more near the west because that's up there near Oregon. Yeah, but, I uh, have no idea. I have no knowledge of Canadian geography. So Vancouver, uh, British Columbia, is uh, on the west side. It's over there by and Alaska. Then, yeah, and then like Quebec and um, Toronto and all that's more near New York, that eastern side. Okay. Um, What's in the middle? 
I guess no one cares about the middle because we don't have anything in the middle either. I, I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure it's it's split on the on the coast. Okay, um, that's but fair. the thing is, everything is everything is right on the border because once you go more north, you're just in pseudo Arctic. Yeah, and hey, nobody can Toronto. Live there. If you're gonna do this, build a dome. I'm tired of seeing snow games. Yeah, no, that that's like the. I mean, but then again, home field advantage. Canadians playing over there would be. That's just like their childhood, just playing in the snow, playing football in the snow. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like they, I the thing because the thing is, whenever I watch the whenever I watch the NHL, I always watched uh, Winnipeg. Right. Is that in Canada too? Yes, it is. They oh, have a okay. few obvious. Okay, if you have the NHL and you don't have Canadian teams, oh no, I know. Not, I know they have Canadian teams. I just I didn't know how many. Yeah. Uh, mm. I know they have the Toronto Maple Leafs, huh? Yeah, they have the Winnipeg Jets. Um, I think there's another one. I could be mistaken. I don't remember. It's been a long time. Um, but I had to kind of be a, a Dallas Stars fan Ew. because Dallas. Dallas. The but, Cowboys have ruined Dallas for me. You know, and this is another tangent. I went to a uh, – whenever I was pretty heavy into into the NHL, I went to a semi-pro game for the Atlanta Gladiators. It's an NHL, a semi-pro MHL te- NHL team. One of the most fun live game, like one of the most, it was so much fun to be at, like being in that, in that room. Oh, I can imagine hockey games are <sighs> incredible. My sister, when she lived in Nashville, she went to the, uh, the Sabres games a lot. And we were sitting. She knows nothing about hockey. She just liked going. It's so much fun. We were sitting right next to the penalty box. And anytime the guys would go <laughs> in, I would just look at him. I was a kid. I, was, I would wave at him. And he would be like. <laughs> and then like. For, for the, the people listening. He just nodded very abruptly. Yeah, an upward head <laughs> nod. And then they go back in, and, like, I've, I've watched a guy get out the penalty box, immediately get out, and just haymaker a dude and drop him on the ice and, and then get right <laughs> back in the penalty box. And I was like, God, I love this. It's so, I don't know. It's like, it's just like the UFC with, with hockey sticks. <laughs> with bladed weapons yeah. on everyone's feet. It's just so much fun to watch. Like And that, that game, it felt, there was so much passion. Because it was semi-pro, right? So it was like. There was so much passion when they were playing, and it was just so nice. And yeah, I loved it. The Atlanta Gladiators. If you're ever in Atlanta and you, they're just they're playing, go get tickets. They're not expensive, and it's so much fun to watch. All right. Well, I guess that'll lead me into talking about my Saints a little bit because we old Simeon. Yeah. So Odell isn't coming home. Yeah, we're we're getting on up there in wow, time. Wow, I didn't even realize. Yeah, I know. This has just been a blast without Blake. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's been so easy to just talk without Blake being here to hold us down. Man, he really <laughs> is a weight, isn't he? Oh, yeah. But Odell isn't coming home. Kamara, by far our best offensive player, might be out this week due to a knee injury, a, a knee sprain. It's not confirmed that he's out, but – it is looking like it might be more and more likely. If he doesn't practice today, I would say he's probably not going to be playing Sunday. But with that being said, the NF, the New Orleans Saints might be trotting out one of the worst offensive lineups in NFL history this week. This has just been a, a brutal season. It's been a brutal season, and somehow we're still in the run, running for the playoffs. But It's passion. It's passion. Mark Ingram will probably be our best offensive skill player this week. And if this was four or five years ago, that's no problem. But it's 2021, and that's not an exciting statement now. I'm so happy we got him back, but he is not the person to be able to carry a team anymore. 
And there's still no confirmation on who's going to be starting at quarterback. So we don't know about that either. But I think with I think it's going to be Trevor Simeon again, especially with Kamara potentially being out. We'll need Taysom in the run game and at skill positions in general so that we don't just go out there and look like absolute fools. And with all these negatives that I've just said, most people would assume that the 7-2 Titans, who have been on a great run, just destroying really good teams. Even though they did just lose their best player, they just beat the Rams, which are one of the Super Bowl favorites in the NFC. Yeah. You would think that they would just come out and stomp on the Saints for 60 minutes of football. But this is a game that I feel like I've seen over and over again with the Saints. The Saints have come into so many games where they are just complete underdogs, where no one even thinks that there's a chance to win. And somehow we get in the game, we make it ugly and sloppy and just physical and just make it to where if you're not a fan of either team, you're probably going to turn it off. But we find a way to pull out these wins. So what happened with Atlanta? <sighs> so I, Apparently, you didn't listen to the episode. I haven't. Been, I haven't been able to yet. Yeah, but I watched with, the game, right? But I didn't listen with Atlanta. Like I said on when was it Monday's episode? Um, there was just we had one week of practice with a new third string quarterback, and I was expecting the Saints to come out there with that amount of practice, with that team, and just come out there and play like they did in the fourth quarter the entire game. Yeah. And it took a couple of, well, hours in the game to actually hit that stride where the team was clicking and playing how I thought they could from the beginning. And when they did, we looked good. But I think it was it was just a lot of – this season has been nothing but just trauma building on what – yeah. Every step of the way, there's been something that is – every step forward, we've taken two steps back because of injuries, because of, you know, just everything that could – hurricanes. Literally, they Mother re- Nature was against us. They season. recapped it during the Atlanta game. They were like, oh, well, here's the, Saints, here's the Saints season from the beginning. And then it was like they were displaced by Hurricane Ida. And that was like the first thing they said. And then it just went into all the injuries, everything happening. And I was – it was just like, man. Yeah, it was like it's, a, it was like a two minute segment. Yeah, it's been back to back just events that have just shaped this season, and somehow the Saints have still been winning. And if there's anything that you can say about the Saints this season, they have been the most resilient team. They're taking those kicks while they're down. Yeah, we're taking them, they're and taking every them. now and then we'll bite them. a kneecap <laughs> on the way when we're trying to get back Eating up. Them. But I really. I really, really think, and you can call me a homer if you want. I don't care what y'all say. I believe the Saints will win an incredibly close, physical, defensive game, 23-21. to 21. Well, look, they've had time. They've had time to practice. They've had time yeah. to recuperate from their loss last week, right? And they know what they need to work on. They've had time to work on it. I mean, you, you never know what can happen. Exactly. Not with Trevor. I mean, it, it can be – it can go anywhere. Exactly. It can go anywhere. I just – I really feel that a lot of people are going to be surprised this week. So, that being said, I'll go ahead and get into my picks because we are at At 59 minutes. My Lord. That was easy, though. I know. But 
We got the Saints and the Titans. Like I said, Saints are winning. Then we have the Bets. Bets. The Bills and the Jets. Bills. The Bills aren't losing to two very bad teams two weeks in a row. But yeah, we were talking White about is that. coming back. So I expect this game to be closer than a lot of people think. Yeah. Just because of the legend that is Mike White. Then we have the Lions and the Steelers. I'm going to take the Lions. Oh, wow. Best defeated team in football. Man. Yeah, that Blake. was for you, Blake. Yeah, there he is. I was. I figured you were going to be here today. Spirit's to, still watching over us. Yeah, I figured you were going to be here and you would scream, best defeated team in football, like you usually do. I, I was about to do it, but you beat me to the punch. Yeah. But so. it just – I'm happy I beat you to it because it wouldn't have felt the same. I know. You it really would have felt – Felt like manufactured, really like college football games. <laughs> <laughs> like Blake's ego. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have uh, the Jags and the Colts. I'm gonna take the Colts. And we have really, Buc- yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I it's just the Jags, but it's the Colts. It's the Jets. Like I said, though, the Colts <laughs> have potential to be a good team. They just yeah. never seem like they can have everything clicking in the same week. It's just weird to hear you pick. Pick the Colts. I think I've picked them the last two weeks in a row. But then we have the Bucks in Washington. Unfortunately, I'm picking the Bucks because I need my record to be better. <laughs> because it, the last two weeks have been quite rough. Last week was absolutely terrible. Because yeah. That was just a week of upsets. Then we had the Browns and the Patriots. I was very, very iffy on this one. Yeah. And I still am. But I'm going to take the Browns. The Falcons and the Cowboys. I'm taking the Cowboys. But I think it's going to be a very close game. I think the Cowboys have a huge ego problem. Jerry Jones said it himself. And I I think it's going to come back to bite him at some point in the season. Then we have the Panthers and the Cardinals. Cardinals are winning. I'm sorry. Cam is not going to be able to come in and change y'all that fast if he can come in and change y'all at all. Then we have the Vikings and the Chargers. I'm going to take the Chargers. Seahawks and the Packers. Packers is going to be Aaron Rodgers coming back, almost certainly coming back. He's going to have a short week of practice, but I think it's going to be enough to beat the Seahawks. And we have the Eagles and the Broncos. I'm going to take the Eagles. This one's kind of a toss-up because you never know which team you're going to get from either of these teams every week. Yeah. One week you have the 3-0 and Broncos, and the next week you have the 3-3 and Broncos. So it, it could go either way, and the same with the Eagles. One day you have the Eagles where they're just, you know, clicking on all cylinders. And other weeks, Jalen Hurts can't complete a single pass. So, it's kind of a toss-up. I'm going to take the Eagles. And then we have the Chiefs and the Raiders. I'm taking the Raiders. The Chiefs have not been playing well versus good teams. It's just this whole this whole season. Like every, every team just isn't really – they're all inconsistent for the most part. Yeah. And – you know, I was talking about how resilient the Saints have been. You got to give it up to the Rams, too. I mean, not the Rams, the Raiders. The Raiders, the Raiders have gone through some yeah. terrible stuff this season as well. You could almost argue. You can ar- Some people would argue worse. Nature but it's, didn't agree. <laughs> their head, they, okay, look. They lost their head coach, which they is did. a pretty No, big, yeah, I know. It's just the Raiders – Good on you for yeah. for sticking through this because uh, I, as a Saints fan, I know, I know how you feel right now. <laughs> it's disappointing, but it's about you gotta you gotta if look if the team's resilient, 
they're resilient because the fans are resilient. It's true. So fans are what power a team. Yeah. Right. That's that's and why. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're not wrong. But and then on Monday night we have a divisional game between the Rams and the 49ers. And I don't think this one's going to be particularly close. Rams by a good bit. And that's all I have for the NFL this week. Oh, my. Hit the gong on that one. So. Let me. I got to bring guess. it up real quick. All right. Go ahead. No, it's. um. I, I said I was going to get back to it. I was waiting until we finished. J.D. Power. <laughs> <laughs> J.D. Power is a data analytics company. So, that's why they're called and Associates. I don't know where J.D. Power comes from. Um. They're apparently now just called J.D. Power. They're not called J.D. Power and Associates. J.D. Power and Associates Motor Trend Truck of the Year. They were formerly known as J.D. Power and Associates, but they are now J.D. Power. Um, they are market researchers. Um, and, yeah, they're, they're a data analytics company. So they're the ones that, I don't know, they just, like, they research market analytics of, of what of what's purchased. Right, so if you have a JD Power and Associates Motor Trend Truck of the Year, that just means it was bought a lot. It doesn't mean it's good. It just means it was bought a lot. It's just market analytics. Okay, and I guess that's the same thing with the New York Times, New York Times best-selling author, because that just means they sold the best yeah. that year. They sold a lot. Yeah, that's all it is. It's all numbers. It's nothing. It doesn't mean anything. Well, I brought this uh, question for Blake, and you know, seeing as he's not here, I guess I'll just ask it for you. So. As a head coach, Mike Tomlin has beaten 32, I mean 30 of the 32 teams in the NFL. Can you guess the two that he hasn't beat? Do you know who he coaches? They're black and yellow. Okay. So I mean the Steelers? Yes. Okay. That's that was And there's one other team that he hasn't beat. Okay. One other team that he has mm. NFC or AFC? Just give me a give, NFC. Give me a bone here. Um, Chargers. That's AFC. No, it's not. Okay. Yes, it is. Go ahead. What is it? The Saints. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, he's zero and three against the Saints, and he has never played the Steelers because he has been a Steelers head coach only. So yeah, that was my trivia question. I was I was thinking, you know, Blake was going to be here and he would get it wrong, but. He decided to hate us. This is a this is a random one that I just pulled, but it's fun because I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. How are teams penalized when they lose a challenge? They lose a timeout. Okay. And I'll just pull a random one here to right. see what this one is. Oh, that's cool. How many teams played in a brand new stadium for the 2020 season? Three. Do you know who they are? Rams, Chargers, and Raiders. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Look at you. Nice. You know, I usually get these wrong. Did any of those have an anagram on them? An anagram? Yeah, like the team anagrams? Because I want to try one. Uh, I don't – I'd have to look through. Hang on. I'll just chatter a little bit. So, how y'all doing today? Um, You know, I hope this episode went pretty well. You know, Blake wasn't here, as we've said multiple times, because he hates us. So, just, you know – let us know on Twitter if you if you liked the episode, if you hated the episode, if you want us to never do an episode without Blake, if you want us to do only episodes without Blake. If we, if you want that, we can get rid of him completely. Yeah, we know? can we can kick him off. We yeah, have we we can make that happen. 
We he, definitely he can. might have the most power, but we have two of us, so I think we could overpower him. We can beat him up. Yeah, we can just beat him up. Wait, and we he, can't say that. This is live radio, not live. This is this is national. We're not gonna beat him up. That was a joke, but no, no, beat him up as in like you know, like berate him. <laughs> yeah, beat him up verbally. Good job at not showing up, Blake. Yeah. Just also, let you know that again. Kane's lemonade is just incredible. Not a sponsor. Just go get you some Cane's Lemonade because it's really good. It is. I'm Have more you not found a single anagram? No. It's on the white one. On the white part. Yeah. that They're all... Okay, hold on. I just... Hold on. Yeah, this is one. I, it was at the very end. Beautiful. All um, right, let's try this. All right. For the listeners, an anagram is... Um, it's when the... Letters that make up a sentence or a, a word or a name or anything like that is jumbled up and made into other words, and you try to guess what the original word is. All right. So your anagram is slay appealed hail. Slay appealed hail. Hail with an I or with an E? With an I. Okay. Huh? With an E? H-A-L-E. Oh. H-A-I-L as in rain hail. Weather hail. Slay appealed hail. What themes have appeal? This is hard. Um, Carolina Panthers. No. Dang. You're geographically pretty close. This is probably a good thing we don't do these on air because these are hard. You were on you were on it when you you said we don't do it on air. <laughs> we so you were close. You were on track when you said what team has a P. Well, obviously. No, but think of Philadelphia think of, Eagles. There you go. Okay. All right. Well, that yeah, really we probably hard. shouldn't do those. Those are hard. Yeah. You know, I thought I, I thought it would be a little bit easier. I picked up an anagram right here. Try I was it. I was shuffling through them. Do one more. You know, we're probably never going to do them again, so Hip. I'll take one. Midi Salmon. M I D I M I D I Salmon. Or for the uncultured Salmon. Salmon. <laughs> Hip Midi Salmon. I'll give you a hint. The last word relates to the team. Well, not not where. Fish, dolphins, Miami Dolphins. There you go. Which dolphins aren't fish, but yeah, they're they're, they're mammals. Yeah, but they uh they they live they're aquatic. I I was relating aquatic creatures. Yeah, I feel that. All right, so Jackson, eleven and two. Eleven and two. It's allegedly, been a, it's been a while since it I've since I've done this. Been a minute. All right, let's try this. You got the Lakeland Dodo Birds. That's stupid. The Columbia Fireflies. That's cool, actually. And the Spokane Fisher Cats. <sighs> I guess this is Blake being with us because he he did send me the, the minor league names. Yeah, but he could have been here to ask me. Yeah, he could have been here. You know what? No. That's it. It's you and me. <laughs> <laughs> Blake, 
when you listen to this, you're going to get to the end. You know who you are. You're going to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> you're not allowed back. Never. But you got to right. you got to keep this record alive. Spokane Fisher Cats. That's what you're going with? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, Spokane Fisher Cats. You are incorrect. It is the Columbia Fireflies. That was my that was my first guess, and you I know, doubted myself. I actually like that name. I do too. I don't mind it at all. Yeah, I have a really I really like fireflies for some reason. They're nice bugs. They're cool. They're like I don't know. Bioluminescence is like one of the coolest things. Yeah, it doesn't I really think. make much sense to me. Like, not, I mean, I'm sure it makes sense, like, chemically. I just, I've never looked into it, and I just think about a bug just, like, turning on a light switch in its body, and it's cool. Kind of, yeah. The coolest thing is that you can, there's, like, genes that you can, like, crisper out of things and make other creatures that are not typically bioluminescent, bioluminescent using genetic modification. So they make, like, bioluminescent, like, starfish and stuff That's that so can, like, cool. regrow bioluminescent arms. That's so cool. Uh, they do, they make bioluminescent everything. They make bioluminescent mice. That glow like they're glow in the dark. Like the dude from Sky High? Exactly like the dude from Sky <laughs> High. <laughs> but the Fireflies are a low affiliate, low A affiliate of the Royals. Man, I'm really upset. Yep. That was my first guess. And three. That was my first guess. And then I, I thought Allegedly. he was going to throw in Spokane because he, I think he did it because he knew I would pick it. <laughs> Even when he's not here, he messes with your mind. <laughs> he... We play too many mind games with I each know. other now. <laughs> it's a this game that game is a war between y'all two now. I feel like I've just kind of left it. Yeah, because he man, he gets so heated when I when I miss. I know. The few times I have. I mean we could just cut it out and go put it back to where you got it right. That would be really funny, but we're not gonna no, do that. We're it. not gonna do that. <laughs> not for Blake. No. But we are at an hour and 13 minutes, so wow. I think that's going to be all of it for today. But, um, Jackson, you got anything to say? No. Um, I would like to not thank Blake. Um, but thank you guys, and I'm always happy to be here. Yeah, thank you all for listening. Hopefully, me and Jackson didn't bore you all too much. Um, if you liked it without Blake, make sure to let us know because we can definitely kick him off the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's about it. Go follow the Twitter Send it to your friends. Do everything. Just, you know, help us build a little community. Yeah. Just trying to get it, get the word out there. Get it All out right. there. Peace. Peace.